Living Out Love podcast. I am going to do some spitballing today. I have no notes. I don't even have my computer in front of me. Um, I'm just going to talk to you. I've been thinking about part of, well, so part of my goal with my business is to help normalize working with spirit, normalize asking our angels for guidance, working with our loved ones on the other side, making it more common. And I feel like in general, the world is kind of headed in that direction as, as the world's vibration chains. You might've heard people talk about ascending to the fifth dimension. Um, as, as we are ascending as a global community, there are much, there's many more channels stepping into their gifts. There's many more healers stepping into their gifts. So I feel in general that that's, that's where we're headed as a planet. But I have been thinking about why is it that we hesitate to work with spirit? And of course, there's so many good reasons. So I thought we would just talk a little bit about that today. I mean, for some people, there's the obvious option that maybe maybe they don't believe in spirit, whether that's loved ones that have passed on or angels or guides. You know, some people just don't believe in anything other than what they can see and feel. So obviously people like that are not going to be interested in working with spirit. But what about the people who do believe that there is life after death and that there is life that we as humans don't see or understand, but can know that is there, can somehow sense is there, that there's this connection? For those of us that have some belief in the connection, why do we hesitate to work with a channel or a medium to be our own channels. What is that about? And I have found that one of the common beliefs, whether it was subconscious or not, one of the common beliefs is people are worried that if they get advice from their angels, that the angels are going to tell them, sell everything you have, go become a nun. Um, as if the only way to be love is to be self-sacrificial. And you would be surprised. It's not, it's not only Christians that, that come to me with that sort of belief system. A lot of us believe that for us to be love in the world, for us to be guided by divine source loving energy, it would have to mean that we are selfless, which I think is, is it's a sad misunderstanding of who we are as spirit because we are spirit we are made of the same matter as god you are god i am god it's like we are a fractal of light coming off the sun we are a little piece of that divine energy and we just happen to get kind of banged around sometimes in this energetic box of earth and we forget that we are a fractal of God, that we are a ray of sunshine from the sun, if that makes sense. And so if we are God, then loving ourselves is the same as loving others. Because they're God, I'm God. And so self-love is just as important, if not more so, than being selfless. And they're really just the idea of being selfless. It's such a human constructed idea. There is no part of you that is not God. And God loves God. So 
loving self is part of the deal here. It's part of what we're here to practice. So I just find that interesting that, that there are a lot of humans out there that kind of have this belief that if they get in touch with spirit, that spirit's going to require them to be poor <laughs> or be in physical pain or have some sort of hard lesson. And you guys, we do that well all on our own. I mean, really, we put ourselves through the paces without any extra effort from spirit, divine source energy. So let's just put that one to bed. The, the whole idea that if I work with my angels or my guides, that they're going to tell me to do something I really don't want to do. What I find way more often than not is what our guides and angels do is they help us do what we most desire to do, but are too afraid to admit it to ourselves because we think we don't deserve it. That's what happens in more of my readings. Is they'll come through and say, yeah, I see you're thinking about starting this business. And they'll be like, oh, I can't. I don't know. I've always wanted to, but I don't know. And the guides will say, well, here's why they think you should. And here's what they want you to consider. And here's what they want you to know. And this makes all the sense if you think about it. If we are a fractal of light from the sun, if we are our own little piece of God, then anything that is dreaming within us, this desire, this longing, this calling that is within us is of God. It's of God. Now, don't get me wrong. There may be aspects of our life that are of ego. Like, okay, my desire to start this podcast is to help people and to give spiritually minded people practical leadership tools to change their life. That's my goal of the podcast. But maybe my ego is involved if it was going to be super successful or if I thought I could get ads and make a bunch of money. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there are, there are ways to warp a vision, but you know the difference between an egoic drive and a spiritual calling. They, they just feel inherently different. So I just say that, just the irony of the fact that we all think that we're going to work with our angels and get told to give everything up. And instead, what is way more likely to happen is that they're going to acknowledge the parts of us that are longing to be healed, the parts of us that are longing to be stepped into and say, yeah, go for it. Please go for it. This is your affirmation. Start today. Start now. And it's, it's beautiful. It is so beautiful. Okay, so another reason I want to talk about why people are afraid to work with spirit. I mean, I think the one I said is, is really the big one is we think that they're, it's going to ruin our lives. And we're not going to have any more egoic fun or any more human pleasure if we become more spiritually connected which is so ironic because I cannot tell you how much spirit cares about our pleasure. It is so much more than you would expect. Pleasure is our, our state of being as source energy. That is who we are. It feels good to be God. So the irony that we, that we think our life is going to be painful and hard when really they're like, yeah, go have more fun. Go have more adventures. Go have more sex. Go eat more chocolate. You know, pleasure is a wonderful thing in the eyes of spirit. So 
that's just, it's another aspect of that that I find very interesting. But I also want to talk about mediumship and why, why some people really hesitate to work with mediums. And of course, just like before, when there are going to be people, there's no life after death, right? There's going to be people that just don't believe in it, that there's not life after death. Um, and that's fine. Everybody gets to believe whatever they want to believe. And also there are people that, as I said earlier, have some concept that there might be something there, whether or not they have a fully formed belief about source energy or the universe or God, they have some concept that there's some other force there and that maybe there is, quote, life after death. And I just, I love this. I love the people that come to me that don't believe in mediumship but have had experiences where they have sensed someone around them. Like people have come to me and said, I don't actually believe in mediums, but I keep sensing my mom around me. Like, Okay, well, if you know that she's there and you can sense her, why wouldn't she be able to, to communicate? I just, I think it's fascinating. That has happened several times to me where people have, had experiences that I didn't tell them about. They told me about. They've had experiences where they knew their loved one was with them, but then they didn't believe in mediums. So I think our resistance to that is very interesting. And part of me thinks that resistance makes a lot of sense. It helps our brains to understand the concept of death, that we're born and then we have a life and then we die. That's easier to understand than okay, well, your body dies, but your soul doesn't die. And also you can communicate, but what does that communication look like? And then where does the soul go? And then how does the soul react to the other souls that are already on the side? Like it gets infinitely more complicated. And if you are a person that likes that complication, that is curious about that, then that can become really interesting. But there are some people that, that don't have a tolerance for complexity. and so just the whole idea of being able to communicate with a loved one who has left their body behind. It's scary. It's scary. It doesn't mean people aren't open to it, but it's like that's more complex than they really have care to spend time thinking about. Um, but another reason people really hesitate to have mediumship is, oh, but then what will they say? And we we all carry whatever we carry in our relationships, beliefs about the other person, about what the other person thought or felt about us. We all carry that with us. And sometimes the idea of talking to somebody after they've passed is painful. And to which I would say, if that's you, if you have a loved one that you have thought about talking to, but the idea of it doesn't feel good, then it's probably not the right time. Which doesn't mean that you have to be fully healed with someone when you talk to a medium. That's a lovely thing about mediumship is that if relationships ended with wounds, it gives the opportunity for your loved ones to come in and apologize or explain themselves. It creates the opportunity for healing different than, than you could have if you weren't willing to connect with spirit. And not that you have to do that through a medium. You can do that through dreams, through meditation. There are ways for people to work with their loved ones 
without going through the intermediary of a medium. But especially if, if there are people that are not practiced at that or would have a hard time believing it if it was true, then, you know, working with a third party can be very, very helpful. So, um, yeah. And the other thing about mediums or mediumship, I guess, that, that people resist is mm, it's kind of the unpredictability of it. And I think a lot of people are so skeptical about whether or not it could be real that it's like they don't want to have a mediumship experience unless they're going to hear about the one time their cat was in the tree and then jumped through the yellow paint. You know, it's like they want to have that evidence that it's real and they're scared they won't get the evidence and so they don't even try. And not everybody's that way, but I have found that that's a common resistance. Um, and I'll say what's interesting about mediumship that's different than channeling is with channeling, you're working with angels and spirit guides, and there's always somebody there to get your needs met. With mediumship, you have a specific entity in mind, a loved one, and they may or may not, uh, excuse me, they may or may not be ready to talk to you. They may be in a process right now or working on healing something. Um, I, it's not that often, but I have had times when um, I've had to say to someone, you know, your loved one is working through some stuff and they don't feel ready to talk to you. They want to wait until, until they feel like they've healed and released the, the lifetime, until they've forgiven themselves. Um, that has happened, not entirely often, but it has happened. And that can be very disappointing. If you booked a, a, an appointment, you paid for it, and then you show up and the medium says, well, sorry, but they're not really ready. How about we talk to your aunt instead? Because um, she really wants to come through. That can also be disappointing. So there are no guarantees with channeling and mediumship. And it can also be an expensive endeavor. So that's another, another reason for hesitating. But I guess what I really want to say about all of this is I want to say why I think it's worth processing through all that stuff and why I think it's worth normalizing the practice of working with spirit. Again, whether that is with a channel and medium or on your own. But what I find with working with spirit is that there is so much more love available to us that is just easier to access when we intentionally invite the feedback of spirit, the voice of spirit. It is just easier to receive the love that is there for us when we allow spirit in. And again, that's, if you work with, with a, a channel or a medium, then you're more likely to get specific insight but even if you're doing it for yourself, working with spirit intentionally is going to allow you to get into alignment with your highest self. It's going to allow you to experience greater peace, greater clarity. And I will say, when I'm saying working with spirit, I don't just mean 
meditation where you are trying to watch your thoughts or watch your breath, although those things are helpful. I mean, if we're doing meditation, that it's meditation in which you invite in spirit, you invite in your angels or you invite in your loved ones, whoever it is that you, you know, want to work with. Um, intentionally asking the voice of God, divine wisdom, the universe, source energy, again, whatever name, whatever being works for you, intentionally asking that presence to come into that time with you, to support you, to tell you whatever it is that would most benefit you on your journey, on your path. That is always going to be a more loving journey and usually an easier journey when you work with spirit. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that you get yourself a practice. And for some people that practice will be joining a membership, working with a channel. Sometimes it will be automatic writing in the morning, working with a pendulum, doing muscle testing. There's so many ways. Oracle cards, um, working with oils and, and praying and just, there's so many ways. Um, but I highly recommend that you invite more of spirit in your life. And if you are hesitating for any reason, try to find the root belief underneath that hesitation and then prove to yourself that that belief is silly. So like the example I gave earlier was that some people think that if they work with, with spirit, that they're going to have to sell all their things and become a nun. Um, well, the belief underneath that is that love is selfless and that it's not acceptable to have a self. If the self's only purpose is to be in service of others, that's the belief underneath that. Um, and then I would really question that belief. Not only is it true, but is it serving you? That's a big thing. If, if there's something blocking you from wanting to work with spirit in whatever capacity, then there's something blocking you from your highest good. The same belief that would block you from working with spirit is blocking you from your own highest good. Because that's what spirit's all about. Spirit's here to help us and love us and guide us and make our journey easier and less in the dark. It's here to light our way. So if we can get to the root belief of why we don't want to work with spirit, then we're also going to get to the root belief of why we can't be loved, why we can't achieve what we want to achieve. And letting that go is only going to serve you. It is only going to serve you. So, there is my rambly message for today about our hesitations to work with spirit and why I believe we should be normalizing working with spirit. Um, if you are a person that would like to have more spirit in your life and you don't know where to start, I, I always say the starting point is a pendulum. If you don't have a connection with spirit, get a pendulum. Learn how a pendulum works and ask yes or no questions and you'll start to develop a practice where you can say okay spirit universe I am I am thinking that that bird I saw this morning was a sign for my mother is that correct and then allow the pendulum to show you yes or show you no like just ask yes or no questions it will start to develop your intuition 
So working with a pendulum is great. Then the other, you know, kind of fan favorite is automatic writing or channeled writing. So you get up in the morning, first thing, first thing before your brain can argue with it and you ask a question. What does spirit want me to know today? What should I do about my daughter's school? Should I join the baseball team? Like whatever the question is, what should I do about global warming? It could be anything. Ask a question and then allow the answer to flow through you. So whether you're typing or you're writing, I suggest closing your eyes and allowing it to come as fast as it comes through and focus on the keys on the keyboard or the pen in your hand. Focus on the process of getting it written down rather than on the message itself. And it's going to take some practice, but let's say they're saying, well, the key to global warming is to invest in this stock and buy this car and then to fire this person, right? As you're writing that, don't worry about now what stock was that? Now what car was that? Who do I need to fire? You know, just write it down and and do your best to pull your brain out of it. And then don't read it. (laughs) Maybe read it right away, maybe. But then don't read it again for at least six hours. Come back to it later. Once you're thoroughly in your brain, you've accomplished some tasks, you're kind of back to reality. Come back to it later and find that that really was not your voice on the page. That really was the voice of spirit. And it may take, you know, two or three weeks. I feel like three weeks for a lot of people before, um, before they develop that muscle of being able to get their brain out of the way and just write it down. But when you can become your own channel that way, it is such a gift. It is such a gift. And it's a really easy way to connect with spirit. And of course, they'll connect with you in in dreams and in signs and symbols and all that. But if you want to be the one initiating and asking very specific questions, I recommend a pendulum and I recommend um, automatic writing. And of course, if you're interested in working with me in the Dot Love membership, we do raffle readings every month where you can submit questions and we do live meetings every month where you can ask me questions live. So there's plenty of opportunity in there to get the guidance that you want as well as you get discounts on readings um, just for being in the membership. So I hope you all are having such a lovely day and I hope that you are getting whatever guidance and support and love and feedback that you need from spirit. And I'll talk to you next week, loves. Bye. Bye.